celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friends. Our dream team to my left, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. To my right, dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father, Joey Volani, and animal communicator, Joy Turner. A big show for you today. We'll be having the guy on. He's a doctor. I don't know what kind of doctor. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't find that out? Yeah. Okay. He's uh, He wants to get rid of all the cats in New Zealand. And this is the country with the most cats in the world. We'll find out exactly what he's going up against and if he's a crazy nut job or if he has a valid case. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Also, Joey, what's this about anesthesia-free dentistry from your groomer? Really? <laughs> Yeah, that's why you gotta you gotta sit back and you gotta listen because it's important. When I bring this up, Doctor Debbie gets. <laughs> I get mad. I, I really rant on this topic, and, and I think I have talked about it before. So I'm glad that Joey is on my side with us. And you know, the, the first thing that that I would medically point out is that the tooth structure of dogs and cats, forty percent of it is above the gum line, and sixty percent is below the gum line. So anytime we do things that are cosmetic to just clean the tartar off the teeth without really getting to the nitty gritty, oh. um, then we we're really not doing the pet any service and, and thinking you are by, you know, keeping him awake and picking at the teeth. It, it really doesn't do anything. You've just actually given yourself a false sense of security on that. You can actually there. cause problems, can't you? You can. I've had dogs that have um, actually had their teeth scaled at the groomer and the next week they came in and they had an abscessed tooth and they're like, we just had the teeth cleaned. I'm like, where? The groomer. Well, that doesn't count because they haven't gone below the gum line. They didn't know. They don't have x-rays. They don't know how to assess an infected tooth. So um, they actually spent money. That was a waste of money and their dog was worse off after. Very important. Okay, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Also, we're going to be talking to Dr. Justin Lee, he's the Associate Director of Veterinary Services at the Pet Poison Helpline. And uh, he says that... She. She? Okay. Justine. <laughs> oh, it's Justine. Justine. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> she says that there's some, there's some common pet toxins lurking in our home, and we probably have each single one of them in our uh-huh. homes. So we're gonna What does he say, though? I want to know what he says. Yeah, that's. I have no clue how I got this gig here. Stacy, save me. Did you ever wonder what you could do with a bull penis? Sure. <laughs> well, there are a couple things. One is you can make beer out of it. These are things you just don't know, and nobody tells you but me. But you can you can make beer out of it. And then also, um, you can feed it to your dog as a, a jerky treat. But you know what? There's a study out of Canada. It's not that good for your dog. I'll tell you about it coming up. Mm. On Animal Radio News. Oh, boy. That's the, I like uh, to frighten people in elevators with it. With the bully myself. stick? Just my preference. When I found out what a bully stick was, I made sure that Ladybug had no more bully sticks. <laughs> that was, I don't know, call me phobic in some way or you another. You are phobic against bully sticks. She liked it. Well, why wouldn't she? Yeah, yeah exactly. Something else we got to contend with. When we're going to talk to the guy who wants to wipe out bully sticks from the earth. <laughs> it's a girl. And that's actually Dr. Debbie. I'm just going to say that while you took the words out of my mouth. That's a girl. Now, you were you were late this morning, Dr. Debbie. You have an I excuse. Know. What, what was sorry. the deal? You had an emergency? Uh, yes, we had an emergency. A pretty seriously ill dog that had a, a major surgery recently and, and was actually very uh, septic, very infected. So it was very touch and go. But, um, you know, my staff is, you know, trained for these kind of things. So they jump on it right away and try their best to help um, manage that with fluids, shock medicines, mm. um, heart monitors, all that stuff. So, So this was surgery done by another veterinarian? 
Yeah, at another another office. So we don't know all the details and all of what was going on. Um, but definitely, to be said, she was a, a very sick gal and um, you know really having a tough time. Hmm, that's too bad. Okay, well, I'm glad you were. You know, you're the only one that can get away with not coming in because you have an emergency. None of <laughs> none of us really get called away for anything. Yeah, well, you never know when there might be a uh, radio emergency yeah, out there. You never know. My signal is low. I need a better. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Alan Cable, our dog trainer extraordinaire, is here. And if you have any questions, uh, vexing dog issues, he can help you fix those problems. And then, of course, Dr. Debbie, who practices in Las Vegas. And I've been meaning to ask you, when are you going to stop practicing and actually go for it? I mean, you've been doing this. <laughs> it's a, few... a lifelong practice. That's why they call it. You're always working on it, always trying to get better. <laughs> One of the best vets in the country, if not the best vet in the country. And if you happen oh, to be a truck driver and you head through Vegas, you need a vet. That's the place. Or if you live in Vegas, check out Dr. Debbie at Lone Mountain Veterinary Clinic. Is that correct? Do I always get the name mixed Lone up? Mountain Animal Hospital. Lone yeah, Mountain Animal Hospital. <laughs> Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. <laughs> it's Animal Radio. one 405 8405 I'm going to give you a little warning. I think you should tell your friends to turn on the radio now. I have the feeling that today is going to be one of those very memorable shows. Uh-oh. Do you feel that way? Do you yes, feel like the, I do. I feel it in, in the, the air. You can just it's cut starting. it with a knife. Yes. It's unpredictable. It as started a before the show started, actually, yes, here in the studio. Dr. Debbie is here answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Volani, and animal communicator, Joy Turner. And today we're going to talk to this guy in New Zealand who's starting a whole buttload of problems across in the United States. I mean, he lives in New Zealand, but this guy in New Zealand wants to get rid of cats all together. In New Zealand. We'll find out if he's a nut job or if he has a case. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. I see Joey's going to tell us about anesthesia-free dentistry. now. Done by groomers. Yes. I don't know Done about groomers. groomers doing that. That yeah. sounds kind of weird. I wouldn't go to my groomer for yeah. a dentist. I go to Home Depot. The guy who cuts the keys does excellent dentistry. <laughs> and I also have my vasectomy there in the wood department, in the lumber department there. Well, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Stacy, what do you got going on? Boy, I'll tell you, nobody trusts anybody anymore. Nope. And there was a picture of a monkey that was strapped in a padded seat that Iran put out. Oh, I saw that. Supposedly, they sent this monkey into space, but Mm -hmm. there's no real confirmation if they did. The poor little monkey. I mean, it was almost like a a terrorist video that they, you know, here's the monkey sitting in the seat. And you have, you know, it didn't have a sign or anything. Uh, I'm fine, mom. (laughs) I mean, there was nothing like that, but I felt bad for it. I don't know. I don't know if it really happened. I'll tell you more about it, though, coming up on Animal Radio News. The monkey said getting out of Iran was the best thing that ever happened to him. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's looking up for him. Hey, Bridget, how are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, I got a four-month-old puppy. I got him last weekend, so I've only had him a week. Uh, I'm a truck driver, (laughs) and uh, he's got a food issue. Every time I go to eat something, he demands some of it. Oh, he's got an issue. <laughs> he's got the issue. Hey, Bridget, let me ask you this. What do you do every time he demands some of it? I, Well, I turn my back on him, and he sits behind me and yells at me like he barks. Yeah, well, and I then what do you do? Go. He just sits back there and barks, and he gets um, mad. He'll hey, he'll hey growl, Bridget, he'll bark, he's not getting mad, okay? Uh, hey, Bridget, let's talk about, let's talk about, firstly, do you eat in the truck? 
Yeah, my truck, yes. All right. Why don't you just take your dog and lock him in the back of the truck while you eat so he can't even see you eating? Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yep, just do that. And, and I'll tell you how to do it, Bridget. Just start eating. As soon as your dog starts acting like a lunatic wacko, turn your back on him, pay no attention to him, eat for huh? about five minutes, calmly stop, pick your dog up, and put him in the back of the truck. So he makes the connection that while you're eating, he's going to be locked up if he acts like that. And do it over and over and over again, and then start introducing the word or the or a sound like shh. So that he understands that that's not the behavior you want. But in don't no. talk to him. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him. Don't give him any attention at all. Just pick him up and remove him so that he starts to make the association, when my mom is eating, I've got to behave myself and be quiet. And then introduce the, the corrective word, shh, and then teach him to go to a spot and lay there while you eat. And do this step by step. Step by step, Bridget, slowly over time. Because he's only four months old and they're very crazy. They got a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, you know, they don't have a large attention span. So it's going to take you some time, but just don't buy into it. He's not mad at you. He's just trying to get attention from you and it's working. So the way to, to, to control that and combat that is to not give him any attention when he's doing whatever it is you don't want him to do. Okay, okay. When he's doing what you do want him to do, you tell him he's a good dog. Okay, okay. There you great. go, girl. That's the only problem I have with him is when I'm trying to eat. <laughs> Otherwise, he's great. Just lock him up so he can't even see you and do it just the way I said. And, and over about two, three-month period, he's going to calm down and learn. Also, feed him after you're done eating, never while you're eating. And don't put the food down right away. Hold it and just stare off into space for a minute so he starts to understand you control the food. You're in charge. Ah, okay. I can do that. Great. I love you, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Yes, sir. If if the if you didn't start feeding your dog from from the from your hand or table food to begin with, you probably wouldn't have that problem. It's funny because exactly. my mother in law, my mother in law just um rescued a um rescued a pit bull um type mix and um. Great dog, great female, and the dog, um, everyone was around the table eating, and the dog didn't bother anyone. And after about two weeks, and my mother-in-law, she, um, she likes to eat, and she, <laughs> you know, feeds the dog a little bit, feeds the dog a little bit. Now, you can't even open up the refrigerator no. without the dog looking and wagging its tail and jumping on you. So, oh, you know what, terrible. don't feed the dog to begin with. Absolutely. I was going to tell you guys a story. We got time for a quick story. This is an insane story. It's funnier. It was 1988, Super Bowl Sunday. I was invited to an Italian guy's house in Chicago. I had an Airedale Shepherd, brought him over there. And I said, Cody, go down, stay. And he's got a, uh, the dog with the spots on it. What the heck are they called again? Dalmatian. Dalmatian. He's got a Dalmatian and some sort of mix, and they're just lunatics. They're running around all over the place. And one of them, the Dalmatian, jumps on the table, grabs the ham, and runs off with it, and the wife is chasing the dog. And So I'm sitting there, and the guy comes up to me and goes, how the heck do you get your dog to sit there like that? How do, how do you do that? And I go, well, what's your, what's your biggest problem? What, what would you like your dog to stop doing? Give me one thing. And we're sitting at the table, and he says, I'd like my dog to stop begging. And as he's saying this to me, he's feeding his dog uh, unconsciously. <laughs> He's just feeding his dog from the table, the one that stole the ham. 
And I said, buddy, you got to lock your... This is at a time where crates were thought to be cruel. I said, you got to get a crate. you got to lock them up, first of all, when you eat. He goes, I can't do that. That's so mean. And I go, no. <laughs> What's mean is what you're doing now. Because don't you get mad sometimes when your dog begs? And he goes, oh, yeah, I get really mad. And, and I and I whap him on the nose with a newspaper, and it does no good. And I go, you, you mean to tell me that's not mean? Your dog doesn't even know why you're whapping him on the nose. Because you're feeding him sometimes, and sometimes you're not. He can't make the distinction. He doesn't understand what you're doing. That's why he's nuts. <laughs> Do you know what would have been a funniest story? If you would have said, in about 10 minutes later, they asked me if I wanted a piece of ham. No, that dog took the ham. I don't know where it went, but they never found it. He ran outside. He went, went into the garage, through his doggy door, and the ham was never seen again. And I don't think he ate it. I think he buried it out there somewhere for later. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An Indiana family credits the family cat in saving their lives from a deadly gas. Eric and Kathy Kiesling say their 14-year-old cat named Winnie played a crucial role in saving their lives after a gasoline-powered water pump in their basement caused deadly carbon monoxide fumes to build up. The family was sleeping soundly when Winnie began nudging Kathy's ear and meowing loudly. Kathy described Winnie's unusual meowing as crazy, almost like she was screaming. When she reluctantly got up, she realized she was nauseous and dizzy and couldn't wake her husband up. Eric had undergone minor neck surgery the day before, so she decided to call 911. And good thing she did, paramedics found their 14-year-old son, Michael, unconscious on the floor of his bedroom, and they treated the whole family for carbon monoxide poisoning. The Kieslings are lucky to be alive, but not surprised that Winnie came to their rescue. They say she also alerted them to a tornado last summer. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. Hurry into Sam's Club today for these special offers on Serta mattresses. For a limited time, get a Serta Eurotop Queen mattress set for only $398. Now through February 18th, save even more with special financing for 18 months on any Serta mattress purchase of $279 or more with a Sam's Club consumer credit card. Hurry into Sam's Club today. This special buy is only available while quantities last. See Club for details. Life's better when you're in the club. Sam's Club. Join and save. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. 
Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. That's 1-800-510-3558. our connection with our pets. Thanks for joining us. Just got a caller who said it was his first week. Wow. For 12 years. He just found found us. us. Yeah, he was just flipping through the channels. That's exciting to hear. Yeah. I always love that. Dr. Debbie's here answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. All here at your beck and call. Uh, Stacey Cohen working hard in the newsroom. What do you got going on? Well, I have an uncomfortable question for you for a second. I just want you to think about this. Oh, okay. no. Is your cat a serial killer? Yes. I know. You're, you're probably saying to yourself, no, not my cat. He would never do anything like that. But you're wrong. And there's a guy in New Zealand who wants to get rid of your cat. I'll tell you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. And we'll be having this guy on the show in just a few minutes to, to uh, find out all the details yeah. about what he wants to do. Some people say he's crazy. Some people say he's right on. Uh, let's uh, go to line four. We have uh, Dave. Hey, no, Dave. No, we have Dangerous Dan. Dangerous Dan. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? Good. I see up here on the board that you have a problem with our uh, our jingle, one of our jingles, and I believe Guido's prepare the jingle. This is the jingle you have trouble with? Animals are people too. Animal radio. That's a, a jingle that plays with our Brit Savage segment in every show and, and throughout the week on XM, and, and you have trouble with that. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. Tell us. What's up? Well, it doesn't take Einstein to figure out that uh, animals aren't people, but people are very definitely very much animals. <laughs> Yeah. Dave doesn't think we should bring animals down to the level of people. You know, it's, it says up here you're, you're a talker and that you have a lot to say, but you seem to be very quiet. What's going on? i got a face for radio, but not a voice. Just take example. You had a story not too long ago about this creep over there in Florida that was having sex with, I think, burrows. That was a news story that yeah. we did, that Stacy did, yes. Yes. Yeah, you had another one, uh, I believe, about uh, men and women, both. In the modern age, having sex with dogs, and uh, Yuck. it's uh, kind of a archaic and traditional thing that men have sex with sheep and goats in the Mediterranean. You know, there isn't any laws against that. Oh, I think uh, there are. Yeah, bestiality laws. But whether it's unlawful or not, it's absolutely sinful. And most of our laws originate in some type of religious law. That's kind of the way it ought to be. People are spiritual. doesn't matter what country, what age. People have always been spiritual. It's only recently that atheism, of course, I don't believe there are any true atheists, seem to uh, cease to be a modern thing to be atheists, even though uh, they want same-sex marriage. But then they look down on bigamy. That Warren Jeffs, he's in jail for pedophilia. And that's the problem with uh, same-sex stuff, too. People that are involved in that kind of thing usually become involved with it before they become of age, and that's what's criminal. But nonetheless, animals do have emotions. 
we share a lot of things with animals. But they're not people is what you're saying. But they're not people. They don't have free will. They can't do the wrong thing knowing it's the wrong thing to start with. Okay. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And really, the I, I didn't think anyone would take that jingle so seriously. It's just a jingle. It's just a jingle. It's just a jingle. We know, we know animals aren't people. But you know what? We treat them like they're family. They're, you know, they sleep in the bed with us. They, they eat with us. They're they're all around, so I wouldn't take it too seriously, there, buddy. But so I, you got to change the jingle now to "Animals of Family" too. Yeah, that's what I would. That be okay? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, would that work that's for you? Well, see, here's the deal. I'm with you guys. You know, uh, the dog father thing. I'm totally online with that. You hear that, Joey? Okay, he's yeah. online. I like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my little uh, my little schnauzer goes everywhere with me. I have four matched Morgans. And that's what I live for, is my horses. I'm very familiar with all the barnyard animals. I've, I've had um, goats and chickens and rabbits. That story you had of the lady with the rabbit was great. Rabbits can make wonderful pets. You said something brilliant before about animals not having the compulsion for evil, basically. You know, animals don't, they don't do evil. So, in essence, you know, to me, especially dogs, I love them so much, they're almost superior to people because, you know, they don't have the capacity for evil. They're not out there looking to get me. Their truth and pure love on four feet is what I call them, and I love that about animals. I think horses are like that, too. I mean, you know, it's black and white. There is no good and evil with them. They're not out to get anybody. They're just... They, they 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 just exist and they they give you joy and you you don't have to worry about trusting them. Dangerous Dan, I thank you so much for your call today, and we'll actually we're going to get the jingle changed this week for you, and uh, we'll change it to family. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I'm, I'm totally online with that. I I agree. It's just that I think that people need to understand what Alan is saying about we we can think like they do, and each animal type is different. They have a a completely different hardwiring, if you will. Dogs are incredibly uh, challenging because people take them for granted. They think, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's a dog, you know, but they don't even understand themselves. The uh, chimpanzee that was taught sign language is a perfect example. Dan, I'm running out of time here, but I want to tell you thank you so much for calling in today and letting us know how you feel. Our lines are always open, and uh, if there's anything, like next week, if there's something you want us to change, just give me a holler. We'll we'll do it just right away. I appreciate it. Dangerous Dan uh, calling us here on Animal Radio. Now, I don't know why he's called Dangerous Dan. Do you know by chance? I'm, I was calling him no. Dave. Oh, was it Dave? <laughs> no, it was Dave, Dangerous no, was Dan. Cool. Oh, I called him Dave by mistake. Okay. You know, it's funny. This, this week, this show, you guys are delving into a lot of serious issues that we're not prepared yes. for. <laughs> we're not ready yep, for this. Yeah. Lighten up. Hey, Ray, how are you doing? Oh, just fine. How are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Missouri. Missouri. What's going on with your uh, dog? Well, I have a, a Commodore, and I believe she's mostly Commodore, but she's crossed between a, uh, a, a Great Pyrenees. Oh, wow. She's a and, big girl then, huh? Oh, she's a, she's a wonderful dog, and yes, she is pretty big. She weighs about 125 pounds to 130. Yeah. And she's just, uh, what the the deal is, she has a spot on her right hip on the outside that she likes to chew on. And it's not a real constant chewing or anything like that. It's just that she has, she chews on it enough to where her fur is discolored there. Hmm, And, uh, you know, we've looked at it, and it doesn't really seem to be, you know, a sore, but... uh, 
you know, when, when we use bad bomb, it goes away, and then if we stop using it, it comes back. Okay. And that's the only place she's bothering, or does she lick anywhere else on her body? Scratch. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, we do live in a tick area, in a chigger area, and uh, in the middle of the Ozarks. But other than that, no, she doesn't really have any other areas. We keep her pretty clean, and uh, we use the front line on her. All right. Well, I mean, because definitely I would say flea tick control is going to be just crucial. Um, it's not what the area you're describing isn't really typical for, say, a flea or tick infestation. Um, and I'm actually a little curious um, about her hip. Now, has she had any kind of um, medical treatments recently, vaccinations, um, you know, any kind of things where anything was done in that area? No, ma'am. Because just if there was anything that was given as a shot, anything like that, I do see some dogs that will kind of lick the area, and it kind of becomes an area where they're irritated for some time. With this being over kind of the point of the hip, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to have her checked out by a vet in the hip area. Um, reason being, sometimes we will see dogs that will lick the surface of a limb um, or a body part if they're having arthritic pain, and, and it may not always be something where we're seeing limping or trouble getting around but it can be that persistent licking over that site and, and sometimes it can even be kind of a tingling kind of like the pins and needle type sensation that they can have at a body part and that may be why they're attracted to that or they kind of repeatedly go back to it um, so that would be something I would want to make sure that you know they do or don't feel is an issue um, and, and then for some dogs if we have an actual sore in the area and, and we can kind of clip the hair look at it and we see some thickening and your redness and changes to the skin surface in this situation if we're trying other avenues um, you know I'd like to do some sampling on that skin um, whether that's something just doing a little surface scraping on there and then look under that under a microscope that's a possibility your vet can do that it's pretty quick cheap and easy um, but the other thing we may just want to pair into this with complementing the topical that you're using bag balm you know we could even switch over to something like vetricin that you know is a very good topical for a lot of these kind of hot spots and lick sores but i would add in maybe an oral antibiotic with this as well and maybe an antihistamine use those kind of that three-pronged approach with an antibiotic an anti-itch medicine and a topical and see what this looks like after a couple weeks of continued therapy Um, because sometimes it's a matter we just got to get a little bit more aggressive about um, treating these uh, skin wounds And, and then i've had some dogs i'll tell you honestly they have been on long term antibiotics because if the pet lies on that area then you have some pressure injury too and i can think of a baby that you know a german shepherd that we treated for 3 months with antibiotics and and padded bedding and bandages and what have you trying to keep that area from getting irritating to get it to heal up so um, you know you might have a little bit more of a haul ahead of you i hope not um, but uh, i would certainly um, you know get that veterinary eyeball on things here At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's brown bag lunches every day. It's picking up extra shifts. And it's catching the bus to work. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. 
So you want to stop smoking? Well, here's a free offer for you. Take down this phone number, 1-800-426-6175. When you call, you will get to try the smoke-free, complete, all-natural stop-smoking program absolutely risk-free. This program includes a 28-day supply of the smoke-free capsules, a stop-smoking manual, a DVD and CD support program, and a bottle of weight loss capsules. Again, you will get all this free, a $130 value, by simply paying a small shipping and handling fee. Call smoke-free at 1-800-426-6175. This is a limited-time offer, so call 1-800-426-6175 today. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, newspapers have a lot of use. We use them for a lot of things. I mean, when my kids were in school, we used to obviously wrap their books with them. You could wash windows with them. It doesn't streak. And the old standby, you can potty train your puppies with them. San Francisco puppies, though, are getting an assist from the public library in their quest to become potty trained with more people reading newspapers digitally. Public contributions of newspaper to line cages at animal care and control have actually gone down. It's become a problem. The San Francisco Chronicle says the public library, though, has intervened. They've stepped up and they will now donate all of the 2,000 newspapers that they go through every month. Animal Care says the library's ongoing gift will take care of all their newspaper needs for their little, quote, poop machines. A longtime Las Vegas headliner now has a spider named after him. Jason Bond with Alabama's Auburn University has named a species of trapdoor spider for the illusionist Pendulette. The rust-colored spider is native to the desert near Nevada's nuclear testing facility. In real life, the vocal half of Penn and Teller told the Review Journal he's likely to, quote, scream like a little girl at the sight of a spider. Iran said they launched a live monkey into space. I don't know if you saw the picture. It says, poor little monkey. I don't know. I feel bad for him. He was strapped in this in this uh, little padded seat. His eyes were big as quarters. They were seeking to show off missile systems that have alarmed the West because the technology could potentially be used to deliver a nuclear warhead. The defense ministry announced the launch as world powers sought to agree a date and venue with Iran for resuming talks to resolve a standoff with the West. Efforts to nail down a meeting have failed repeatedly, and the powers fear Iran is exploiting the diplomatic vacuum to hone the means to produce nuclear weapons. The defense ministry said the space launch of the monkey coincided with the days of the Prophet Muhammad's birthday, 
but they didn't give the date of his birthday, (laughs) according to a statement that was carried by the official news agency IRNA. The launch was another giant step in space technology and biological research, which is the monopoly of a few countries, the statement said. The small little gray monkey, as I said, was pictured strapped into a padded seat, and he was loaded into this rocket that was dubbed Pioneer, which state media said reached a height of more than 75 miles. The shipment returned safely to Earth with the anticipated speed along with the live organism, said their defense minister. He told the uh, semi-official Fars News Agency all about this. The launch of the uh, rocket and its retrieval is the first step towards sending humans into space in the next phase. There was no independent confirmation of the launch. They just had the picture of the monkey. Hopefully, they didn't use him to, uh, you know, make any cosmetics or anything. Although some of those Russians could use a little rouge on there. <laughs> I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news and all the cosmetic tips you need at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. What dog food is Specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet special retailers. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets at 1-866-405-8405. That's toll free to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. Welcome. We just got some brand new listeners this week. It's it's fun to hear about new listeners here at Animal Radio. We've been doing this for 12 years. This is our 12th year now, and it's like having a brand new girlfriend. So welcome to the show. 
doesn't take much for you, does it? No, it, it doesn't. Now? Today we're going to talk to this guy who wants to eradicate all the pet cats from New Zealand. Been a big news story here in the United States, too. Yes, yeah, it's hitting, making so, headlines. Brian Williams talking on the news last night about getting rid of all the cats. Just keep them indoors. We don't have to get rid of any cats. Let's I not be know. extreme here. Didn't the cats, like, uh, didn't they get rid of plague at one point in time in history? You would think. I thought so. Yeah. They well, they're such avid hunters, so they yeah. take care of rodent and bird populations. So, Well, that's the problem is the bird population. That's what this guy's problem is. Well, we'll talk to him in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, Joey's going to tell us about this anesthesia-free dentistry that groomers are doing now. And it's a big no-no. You, you want to avoid that. That's yeah. all the way right here on Animal Radio. Right now, we welcome to the show Dr. Justine Lee. She's the Associate Director of Veterinary Services at the Pet Poison Helpline. And she says there are common pet toxins lurking inside your home. You probably have every single one of them. Welcome to the show, Doc. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, it's interesting. A lot of the toxins that we get called about are actually based on the kitchen foods that we eat. So you're obviously not going to get rid of your kitchen food. You just have to make sure that you appropriately pet-proof your house. And most people aren't aware our top five poisons that dogs get into, three of them are food. So grapes and raisins, sugar-free xylitol, and chocolate. Okay, now I've heard differing things about chocolate, and and I get calls about this all the time. Some people say that it's okay. Some docs say it's not okay. What is the lowdown on chocolate? The true answer is it's the dose that makes the poison. So really everything's poisonous, oxygen, water, salt. It's how much you get into. And so (laughs) most of the time when it comes to chocolate... If your dog eats, you know, a couple of cookies with chocolate chip cookies in it, it's not going to be a big deal. But it's all size dependent. So how big your dog is, how small he is, if he has underlying heart problems. My little shortcut is the darker and the more bitter the chocolate, the more dangerous it is. Mm. So white chocolate is not a big deal. If they, get, if they get a flavor for chocolate, like if you start giving it to them because you think it's not that poisonous uh, or you've heard that it's not that poisonous, then they get a taste for it and then they go for it every time they see it and then they end up eating all of the Halloween chocolate, that's a problem. That's what my dog has done, unfortunately. (laughs) You want to be careful, especially during the holidays. In fact, Pet Poison Helpline, we're basically an animal poison control based out of Minneapolis. We actually get a ton of phone calls during all the holidays and we associate all the holidays with chocolate. So Valentine's Day, Christmas, there's chocolate under the Christmas tree, you know, Halloween. So really important to make sure that you're keeping it out of reach of your pets. The uh, so you said three of the top five are foods. What are the right. other? What are the other two? I would say most people are surprised by this, but one of the top, the other top two are human medications. Hmm. One are human NSAIDs, what we call non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. So these are painkillers or anti-inflammatories. And, you know, there's a dog form. There's also a human form. So we all know, you know, never give your cat Tylenol. Never give your dog an Advil or an Aleve tablet. Those are really, really poisonous. But we all have it in our house. We all have it in our purse. So these poisons, when you're saying it's not like they're getting into it, it's like we're giving it to them. It's actually both. Okay. So what we're seeing is actually when dogs aren't crate trained appropriately and, you know, there's a big bottle of ibuprofen that you just bought from Costco and they get into all oh. thousand tablets of it all at once. Mm. And that's life-threatening. Mm. Well, people so also leave their pills on their nightstands sure. next to their bed. Absolutely. 
And Dr. And Lee, I have to say, I'm, as a veterinarian, I, I, my dog has had chocolate toxicity, and he's also gotten into a large bottle of phenylpropylamine. No, <laughs> so no. I, the one thing that I think you would probably agree is Labrador retrievers. If you yes. got them, you got to watch them like a hawk. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, our top two breeds that call into Pet Poison Helpline, one are Labradors because they love to eat everything, and the other one are mixed-breed dogs. And, you know, it's probably based on popularity of the breed, but some dogs are just, you know, chow hounds. They'll eat anything. They eat their own, you know, poop. So we obviously want to pet-proof the house appropriately. Mm. Dr. Davey, I, I was going to ask you what the, the most strange poisoning you've seen in your office, but I have a feeling I know what it is. You, you've had uh, marijuana poisoning, pot poisoning, animals getting into their their owner's stash. Is that correct? Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and actually, it, I'm sure Dr. Lee will say it's even not that uncommon. Um, it, it's very common, actually, in some areas. So <laughs> That's right. Depending on where you live, like especially in Colorado, once they allowed medicinal um, pot, unfortunately, we were seeing a lot of dogs that were poisoned by it and the most Mm. dangerous form is actually you know when people make pot butter or pot brownies and then their dogs get into it and now they have a a double poisoning from the chocolate or from the oil of the butter too well well, then they don't want to admit what happened so they say i don't know what happened to my dog they don't really give you the background so you can't really treat it immediately and appropriately because they're afraid to say Absolutely. And I always tell people, you know, we're not the police. We're not the DEA. All we care about is treating our pets. So you really do want to be honest about owning up to it so we can treat your dog as soon as possible. Okay. I want listeners to write down this phone number that you're going to give us. Sure. This is for the uh, Pet Poison Helpline. If you suspect your animal's gotten into something and uh, you need to find out where to go next, I suggest you give this number a call. one 800 213-6680. And I always tell people, pre-program your cell phone with your vet's phone number, the local emergency clinic, and also an animal poison control right into your cell phone so you always have access. Most importantly, don't give any kind of, you know, medications or milk or food or don't try to induce vomiting without talking to your veterinarian first or talking to Pet Poison Helpline first because sometimes it's more dangerous and it can make your animal, your pet more sick. Hmm. So when in doubt, just get the poison away from your pet, get them out of the room, and then consult with a veterinarian or an animal poison control just to see if it's appropriate to induce vomiting to begin with. What is, what is that product? I can't think of it. Sip, sip uh, it? No. Uh, Ipecac? Ipecac. Yes. Ipecac. Don't use that anymore. Yeah. In fact, even in human medicine, um, the use of syrup of Ipecac is no longer recommended. In fact, I've seen actually, uh, uh, unfortunately, a dog die from it when the pet owner was trying to be helpful and induce sure. vomiting and the dog ended up dying from it. So when in doubt, the only thing that we recommend for pet owners, if appropriate, is hydrogen peroxide. We don't even recommend salt anymore. And the key thing is, for cat owners listening, there's nothing you can give to induce vomiting at home for cats. There's nothing that's safe. So when in doubt, you just have to go into your veterinarian or give us a call for, for more information. Okay. you, you got to give them a hairball. They'll vomit that real quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the frustrating thing. They vomit all the time at home, but they don't vomit when we want them to vomit. Okay. So there should be two numbers in your fast redial there. One should be your veterinarian, and then, of course, the Pet Poison Helpline at 1-800-213-6680. And we'll put that over at the website at animalradio.com. Dr. Justine Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me on the show. We'll head back to the phones next. Animal Radio is brought to you by... 
help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Dr. Debbie, you're working on any interesting cases over at the office? I, I actually just had a really cool case I'm so stoked about. It has to be something stinky, gooey, yeah, icky, you like it. yucky, the worst, better. Just weird, just really cool, uncommon, the freak factor, you know. Um, we had a little girl that was coming in, and she was getting spayed just about four or five months. And while we were in there spaying her, we found a weird uh, uh, defect called a patent uracus. A patent cool, uracus. Huh? Yeah, no, what is that? <laughs> It's basically a remnant from when they're fetuses, and it's a connection between the bladder and the belly button. And normally, this little connection is where the fetus helps to eliminate waste through the umbilical cord. And when they're growing and they're developing, that will eventually atrophy and it goes away. Mm-hmm. Some dogs, it doesn't. And it'll still be there. And I've seen this in newborns where they may actually leak urine out of their belly button. Wow. Um, but this was in an adult or a near adult dog that we were spaying. And it was basically a tube connecting those two areas. So the concern and the reason we had to fix this is because that can remain in there and can kind of cause a little pocketing from the bladder where sure. urine can build up. And that can cause chronic problems with infections, incontinence. So um, we fixed it. We had to do a bladder surgery to correct that, but it was just way cool. Did the guardian a, know ahead of time that that was a problem, or is that something you just discovered? We just discovered it. And the, the doggy was pretty young, so she hadn't really had a lot of time in the home where they had any kind of accidents or problems. Um, but, you know, this is one reason why when we have an incontinence problem, problem. We really want to work up a dog. We want to take x-rays and sometimes even do contrast testing to see if they've got any kind of weird defects like this. So yes. it's uh, way cool. <laughs> you wouldn't notice that in the male doing a, a neutering because you, you No, wow. you wouldn't. This is inside the belly. So yeah, oh. you would not notice this um, unless you were specifically looking for it or doing some kind of uh, contrast test to find it. So yeah, Ooh, it was really fun. interesting. Really cool I'm and great for the doggy because you know it was great preventative stuff. Finding it now is way better than finding it down yeah, it could have been troubled way down the line. So I'm glad you found that. Good to know. Good. Yeah. You're just saving lives left and right, aren't you? <laughs> uh, it's always fun and challenging. Hey, but you know what? That tortoise that peed on me this week, I am a ticked off about that. Picked up the little tortoise, looked at its underbelly, and he shot his urine right at me. Got it all over my jacket. Oh, wow. You, you have quite the job there. And, and, of course, I wouldn't want to be your dry cleaner. That's for sure. <laughs> Coming at you again on Animal Radio with a party animal segment. I saw on the telephone pole at the end of my street the other day a missing pet flyer. We've discussed flyers here in the past. The catch with this one is they had drawn the picture of the cat missing. It was a pencil drawing. Now that one, you're not going to really be able to tell. I, I don't know. It didn't look any different than any other millions of cats you see out on the show. Well, you don't see as many these days as stray cats as you did when I was a kid uh, back in the 70s and 80s. But um, it didn't really look any different. Two, it told me that you're drawing the picture of this cat that you never took one of your cat. So how much could you have possibly loved it if you didn't have a picture to photocopy for the flyer now that Smittens 
is missing. I'm not even going to get into the whole Smittens thing. But how much could you have loved Smittens? Maybe Smittens ran away, one, because he never took a damn picture of him. And two, because he named him Smittens. Penny Pen, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hi, this is Carrie Annie Nabo from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. It's Animal Radio. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405. That's your number for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or in this case, for animal communicator Joy Turner. We have John John on the phone. Hey, John, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good morning. Thanks for the call. How can Joy help you? I was curious about my dog, Tilly. Um, she is, she's, she's been jumping on the bed and her lately, so I have a sheet that I put over the bed, which holes in that now. So now I've resorted to closing the bedroom doors. <clears throat> I've also put my on the bed, so she has a scent. Um, so digging for it. So you know what your your phone's cutting out, John. Are you on a cell phone? Oh, he's can gone. You, can you hear me up here? Yeah, you keep cutting out. Can you try one more time? Yeah, my dog Tuli is scratching the bed. I'm sorry. So she jumps up when I go to work and, and sleeps up, but she's been scratching the comforter. Um, and uh, I put a sheet up there, and she scratched a hole in the sheet as well. Okay, so what you'd like to know from her is why she – is she scratching anything other than the sheet or the bed, or is it just the sheet and the bed? It's the sheet and the bed. Is she scratching anything other than the sheet and the bed? Um, no, she's not. It's just the sheet and the bed. Okay, so what I'm going to do is ask her what's going on with the bed, because to her, it's not so much the sheet, it's more the bed. Yeah. And when I asked her, she says, do you know that there's something in there that she doesn't like? There's something that she's hearing something, she's smelling something, and she doesn't like what's in there. Hearing so, something. yes. I don't know if you live in a place my brain might would say maybe there's bed bugs or something in there. Um because what she's showing me, it sounds like, is could be some kind of critter in there, or, or though it could also be something like dust mites. So my suggestion would be look for a product that you can actually spray on your bed that is human and animal friendly. I know that there are some out there um, that might do things like kill dust mites. And yeah, okay. try doing that. Because when I'm asking her if she's going to actually stop now that she knows that you know what she's doing, she says, no, because she thinks you really need to do something about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're extremely clean, um, you know, and, and the, we wash the sheets weekly and they have a new comforter cover and a down comforter in that. Well, from my understanding, it really doesn't have anything to do about how clean you keep your bed. It, more dust mites, for instance, just... We shed skin when we sleep, and those kinds of things, from my understanding, they're always there, or very often they're in beds. I don't know. I haven't actually ever had my bed checked. I think I don't want to. Um, you know, I might not like what I find inside there, yeah. but um, she's not liking what's in there. And she can 
hear that? She can. Dogs have amazing hearing. <laughs> okay. If you want to train her to stop doing that, is talk mm-hmm. to Alan and see if he can suggest to you how you might train her to stop, but she tells me she's not going to, so I don't know that the training's going to work. <laughs> well, then for now, I'll, I'll keep the door closed. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the dog is thinking, but I do know that, uh, that's a very common behavior. Any compulsive behavior in a dog is common. Scratching, licking, chewing, um, things like that. And, uh, the first thing, of course, is you check out your dog with the vet and make sure there's, you know, there's nothing going on or that there's, you know, nothing going on on the dog's body that, uh, is making your dog do that. But my, my guess is, you know, it, it, Joy, you're probably right. And if, and if not, um, he, any kind of behavior that a dog exhibits, just so people know, any kind of behavior, when you feed into that behavior, when you give a dog any kind of attention, any kind of attention, talking to him, telling him to stop, any reaction at all reinforces the behavior. Because dogs are all about attention. And if you're going to do something and you, if they're going to do something and you're going to pay attention to it, then they're going to keep doing it. So the best way to keep a dog from doing something is to give the dog absolutely no attention at all. Ignore the behavior and the dog. And you have to be consistent. There is no fast fix. It takes time to change a dog's behavior. What if you created the dog after? Is that giving it attention? No. Uh, That's a great thing to do. I mean, creating a dog is a great thing to do. And not talking and not looking at the dog, just putting them in the crate. People mess up by talking to their dogs. Talking, reacting, staring at, uh, hand gestures, shrugging of shoulders, all these things. You're giving a dog attention. And a dog's got, think about it, a dog is like a kid. He's got nothing but time on his hands. He's not going to give up. If you've given your dog attention in the past for something, it's going to be a long time before he figures it out that, oh, this doesn't work anymore. I'm not going to be able to get attention doing this anymore. So they won't give up for a long time. It's a contest of discipline and will, and dogs need discipline. I'm most people, you can't be an Italian. Listen, I'm an Italian. I talk with my hands. I'm loud. I give dirty looks. I mean, you just you just cut me off. I told you the story. The Italian guy went over to his house for Super Bowl. He had two dogs begging, and the one dog grabbed the ham off the table and ran away with it. It was so funny. And my dog was there, just laying there watching the whole thing. It was awesome. Dr. Debbie is here answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father Joey Volani and animal communicator Joy Turner. And today we're going to talk to this guy in New Zealand who's starting problems in the United States. I mean, he lives in New Zealand, but everybody's (laughs) questioning whether or not cats should be outdoors if they're attacking the birds. Uh, This guy in New Zealand wants to get rid of cats all together in New Zealand. These people don't think out the consequences of what they're doing. Yes. And 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 sometimes it's not possible, no matter how smart they are. In New York, they have eight times the rat population as the human population. They've been trying to eradicate rats for the last hundred years, and they can't do it. Well, and we can't just do a mass extinction of 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 you know of cats. You know, I mean, let's 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 get all these cats and euthanize. It don't make any sense to me. I mean, we have to start. What we we got to do is we got to be responsible for what we're doing. We got to start controlling the population. Cats do reproduce rapidly, but you know what? Let's start now. Let's start staying and neutering. Let's start being responsible pet owners. And if we can do that, I mean, what we're looking for here is the quick fix. You know, when we're 
bear the blame. Well, That's let's right. let, let the human race take on some of this blame here and, and be responsible for and it. And eradicate the humans. Say, okay, let's, and, and uh, you know what, it might be a lot easier. Didn't the Nazis do exactly or try to do exactly what yeah. you're talking about? I mean, how is he going to get people to lock their cats up? I mean, uh, and how is he going to get people to turn their cats in? And uh, it's just, it's all, it's all crazy stuff. And the other thing is, isn't it time for birds to wisen up? I mean, gosh, they're the ones who can fly. Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Next hour, we'll talk to Dr. Gareth Morgan. He's the guy who wants to get rid of all the cats in New Zealand. Good luck. He He's making yeah, really. our phones ring like nobody's business. Pretty controversial topic, if you ask me. We have with us Peggy Swagger. She's the author of The Hard to Train Dog, and occasionally we hear about these dogs, and uh, that's why we decided to bring her on the show. Hi, Peggy. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Why did you take on the hard-to-train dog? That seems like a pretty tough topic. Actually, I've taken on a lot of hard-to-train dogs. I guess I enjoy the challenge of dogs that other people have had difficulty with. <laughs> what uh, What is the worst problem that you've had, the, the hardest-to-train dog that you've had to deal with? It was a rescue dog that I worked to rehome, and I would say what made it the hardest-to-train dog was that she had a very high intensity to everything she did, and she was also a very pushy dog. Mm. She always tried to push to get her way. It was just in her mind. And add to that, she also would get upset about certain things and fall apart. So you couldn't use anything harsh at all, which is fine. I don't mind not using harsh techniques. But she was dramatic, and never before have I had a dramatic dog. She started wow. out, she wouldn't go inside the crate because somebody had scared her about that by being too harsh. Mm. Yet when she was pushy and tried to get her way about things, there was problems. Now what about the way Caesar Milan does this? You see him, he rolls oh, dogs the, alpha, the roll. alpha roll when your dog is misbehaving. You go and you roll it and you, you stand on top of it while it's on its back. I love that question because I have known so many people who have tried to do that uh-huh. and gotten bit as Ooh. a result. One of the things that people misunderstand about what is actually happening is, and and I studied this, what he does is he takes the dog out of one state of mind and Mm -hmm. uses kind of a pinning technique to get it to settle down and relax. And it's called an alpha roll in his perspective. I've watched dogs do alpha rolls. And guess what? Sometimes dogs doing alpha rolls with other dogs doesn't work. I saw it just the other day. We had a German Shepherd, and, and I had given both dogs a bone, and they didn't fight because they, they knew better than that. But the one German Shepherd got up, and the other dog went, and it was laying on its bone because it hadn't finished it, and the other dog went after it. She went over and pinned the other dog, alpha rolled it, told that dog that was hers by all means, oh, don't wow. touch it. And as soon as she turned her back, the other dog snuck in there and took it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. One flunked out alpha roll, and that was a dog doing it. This, this is not a good way to communicate with dogs. They don't always get it done right. You know, most aggression, you know, you you want to know about your own dog. My biggest fear is I do a lot of dog walking, and I'm afraid of aggressive dogs in the neighborhood approaching me. Okay. Yeah, there was a Rottweiler the other day, and he wasn't too friendly, but he was he was okay, and there was no one around. My fear is what happens when an aggressive dog approaches. Should you play an alpha role and, and stand up to him and yell at him or... 
Now, let's take a look at what was going on with that dog when he approached. If they're behind a fence or a barrier, you can get into, and that was just previously mentioned, barrier aggression. This Mm -hmm. is a mistake on your people's part. They've put the dog in a position that's going to escalate that dog's aggression. Some dogs get into leash aggression for a similar reason, and you've got to do some definite training if you have a leash-aggressive dog. And yet another reason is what you're talking about is if you want to learn some posturing and, and try to get a read on that Just dog. when a loose dog is running around, yeah. A loose dog that's running around, I always watch the dogs. We have a, a lot of, of problems with some loose dogs out in an area where I walk. And if the dog is coming up with, with too much rushing up or too right. much body language or the hackles are up, right. step in between my dog and the other one. If you have a small dog, I'd be picking up that dog because I have had small dogs attack. Here's a suggestion that some people may not agree with, pepper spray. Oh, yep. That's, not that's a, a great idea. suggestion because, you know what, Judy, that'll mellow you out. And, and your dog feels your energy. If you're nervous, the dog's going to be nervous. So having that pepper spray will calm you, make you confident. Just, just having it. Your, yeah. yes, don't don't just spray it on yourself. Just, no, just no, having it. Don't spray know. me. No, don't spray. The book is called Training the Hard to Train Dog. Peggy Swagger, the author, joining us. Her website, PeggySwagger.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. This hour, we're going to talk to the guy who wants to eradicate all the pets from New Zealand. Not all the pets, all the cats from New Zealand. Is he a nut job or does he have a valid case? You've probably seen the news stories here in the United States in your newspaper or Brian Williams talking about it just the other night. How cats are really messing with the ecosystem with birds. Now, of course, I've always said that you should have your cat indoors anyway. They live a longer life. It's safer. Keep them safer. Keep them out of trouble, and then they won't get a bad rep in the neighborhood. Also on the way, Joey is going to tell us about anesthesia-free dentistry and groomers doing it, and why you should not go to a groomer that's offering this. That's all. Thank the you. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's go to Neil. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Not bad. How you doing? Good. What's up? Okay, I've got a three-year-old female Doberman Pinscher, and uh, when she was two years old, we had her fixed. And uh, ever since she got fixed, or ever since we got her fixed, she has had trouble holding her urine. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever she whenever she lays down and goes to sleep, when she gets into a deep sleep, she just leaks all over her badminton. You can tell that in her face. She knows, hey, I've done something bad, and oh, God, and you know the deal. It's She's like, embarrassed. It's like a, <laughs> you know, it's like catching a little kid that just went to bed and don't want to tell you about it. She feels so guilty. But, of course, you can't scold her because it's an accident. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. So um, I took her back to the vet. We, she goes to the vet all the time, you know, and the doctor, our veterinarian, has give us uh, this medication that's very expensive. And I can't remember the name of it, but uh, we're they're supposed to give her the uh, pill in the morning when she eats and a pill around noon. And, uh, of course, we we uh, don't give her a lot of water, okay? Now, whenever she goes outside, she'll whenever she needs to go outside, she'll smack the cowbell. We'll take her outside, and uh, her urine is, a, is very dark, and you can smell it. Okay, all righty. So how is, now, is she still on this medicine, and, and is it helping her? Well, 
Yes and no. Uh, it is helping her not wet the bed. I mean, it's like it's it's we're spending a lot of money masking a problem. Okay. Well, a couple things from what you're saying. Um, now, the first thing that we'll just wanted to go over is that, that female dogs can definitely develop some incontinence issues. And it basically is most common when we, we hear stories of dogs that are sleeping or they're um, coming from a lying position and they get up and then they, you find a puddle of urine. So for that in a female dog, yes, most often they are spayed. So for some dogs, it can actually be related to an estrogen deficiency. In other dogs, it's just a matter of of the urethral sphincter, and it's just not working well. So there are some great options to help pets that have this. Now, if you're looking for a fix for it, you got it, and it's probably going to be a pill. Um, as far as there are some more, in, I don't want to say invasive, but some more corrective things, but they're usually involving putting collagen in the bladder and injections, and it's, it's really not something we recommend for the average pet. Um, for most yeah. dogs that have this, they can be well-controlled with medications. Um, now, I'm not sure which one your um, pet is on, but there is um, a couple different ones we can choose from. One is called phenylpropylamine, also known as PPA, and it's usually given two to three times a day, um, and it helps to improve the, the tone in the urinary sphincter. And for a lot of dogs, that may be all they need to control their symptoms. For other okay. dogs, that may not do enough, and um, we may go into a more of an estrogen compound, and those may be given typically only maybe once or twice a week because there's you know, uh, definitely good and bad with all these medicines. Um, I can yeah. tell you, my own female dog, um, 13 and a half year old gal, she has urinary incontinence, and she's had it since an early age. Um, yeah, she was did, a ri- did it just happen overnight? It can, yeah, it definitely can. Um, the big question is, and, and granted, I don't know all the details of your pet's health, but when we do diagnose this type of problem, we want to make sure we're not missing something else because there's a lot of other reasons that can cause a dog to produce a lot of urine and not be able to hold it. And I've actually found uh, a high amount of dogs that start doing this kind of urine leakage. We may treat them with a urinary incontinence medicine, but we're not really maybe always catching the real problem. And I found that right. some dogs are actually developing a they have a kidney problem, a liver problem, or some other disorder, and it just makes them drink more, and they can't hold their urine. So if we just treat for the trying to make them hold their urine, we're not really getting to the heart of things. So if your vet hasn't done a full blood panel, I would recommend that. The other thing, and it kind of concerns me when you say your dog's urine is dark and that you're restricting urine. We should never restrict water for a dog that has um, an excessive thirst. There could be a lot of negatives with that. So um, now, I know, I know. maybe right it's before just, bedtime. Uh, but we have to, we have to really wash the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. in there and get a drink out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, anything I that's available. That, I mean, it, it's water, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but so I for me, so bad because her, her tongue is actually dry. Okay, well, you need to get this baby checked out. Go to your bed. I'm going to give you a prescription for getting um, a blood panel pulled on her, and I would definitely get a urine sample. And the reason is that a lot of dogs on urinary continence medicines can actually develop retention urinary tracts and infections. So we've kind of messed with their ability to hold their urine, and that sometimes can allow bacteria to flourish in the bladder longer. So um, those two things, I would make sure you get your vet to check the blood and check the urine and make sure we're not developing something else that's causing her to drink excessively um, because definitely okay. you can create problems if we're not kind of being vigilant with that but if it right. turns out that everything else is okay and we're talking about you know 
finding some continence medicines for her and for the long haul. Um, you know, I'm not afraid of these medicines. I, like I said, I use them for my dog and they really, um, they keep her more comfortable, keep our house more pleasant and, um, it just takes a little bit more work and monitoring. So, um, I guess what's bothering me more is, okay, the veterinarian will only give me two weeks worth of pills for her mm-hmm. and she's charging me an office visit every two weeks. Wow. Hmm. And this is really starting to add up. Oh, sure. Doesn't, okay. well, that doesn't sound cool. I mean, Does it, Doctor? I mean, she's an awesome dog. She's got a very important job. Her uh, her job is to babysit my daughter. Uh, my daughter <laughs> is a 26-year-old woman physically, but mentally she's about five years old. And if any jackass ever came to the door and said, hey, Dad told me to take you bowling, well, she'd grab her bowling ball and shoes and be gone with some stranger. Wow. Okay? Oh. So her well, job is to sound like I'm going to eat you if you open this door. She's very good at it. She's a very playful, very active dog. Uh, we live in Pennsylvania, so we really can't take her on long walks during the winter. She'll jump right on. The, she'll fight you for the for the treadmill. She mm-hmm. loves that treadmill. And of course, yeah. after we get her off the treadmill, then we, have, we we do give her drink. But but whenever she lays down and she gets into a deep sleep, that's when she leaks. Well, hey, Neil, um, this is what I would, my advice, and this isn't maybe coming from a veterinarian, but, but you know, if, if you're having trouble communicating with your veterinarian, trying to find an, a solution, and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, um, have a heart-to-heart. Um, this is this is where, you know, you're trying to find a solution, get her on a medicine, and hopefully check her out and make sure she's okay. So if you don't feel like you're getting what you need, um, sometimes, you know, getting a second opinion is always well worth it. Um, but uh, make sure that, you know, we need to know more. We need you know what medicine she's on and you know what the their concerns are because some of these medicines we don't do long term without monitoring it can be very dangerous for those yeah. reasons i described so um you know hopefully your vet's just kind of being extra vigilant and looking out for her health um but you know we need a little bit more um i guess explanation on what their intents are there hmm. we've done that we've chopped for new vets it's not something you know if you're unhappy with your vet yeah. find, yeah. A, find a vet afraid. that you're happy with we appreciate your call neil good luck with that one 405 This is Animal Radio. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. 
To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. That's 1-800-510-3558. Hurry into Sam's Club today for these special offers on Serta mattresses. For a limited time, get a Serta Eurotop Queen mattress set for only $398. Now through February 18th, save even more with special financing for 18 months on any Serta mattress purchase of $279 or more with a Sam's Club Consumer Credit Card. Hurry into Sam's Club today. This special buy is only available while quantities last. See Club for details. Life's better when you're in the club. Sam's Club. Join and save. It's Animal Radio. I want to write down this number, 1-866-405-8405. Because in just a couple of seconds here, you're going to call that, especially if you're a cat owner, and pick up on the Frolicat bundle, which includes the Frolicat Bolt, interactive laser toy that provides hours of fun for you and your feline friends. If you're no stranger to Animal Radio, you know that... Hal's been playing with it for months. I'll turn off the lights in the studio. I have a blast. (laughs) I'll I'll fight with the cats of who's going to play with it. The cats want to play with it, but it's my toy. Uh, Frolicat Twitch is also included in the bundle, which is a uh, little enticing teaser toy that swings round and round. And the Frolicat Dart, which is an automatic rotating laser light that provides hours of fun. You can take off during the day, and they can be playing while you're away. Frolicat.com. That's F-R-O-L-I-C-A-T.com. Now, I just uh, found out that we're supposed to be giving these away last week. I didn't mention that. I, I talked about it, but I didn't give it any away. And the You're hoarding them. Yes. It was an away. honest mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we have, can we give away a few? Yeah, today? we'll give, oh, we'll give a away a few this yes. week at one 405 uh, eight four zero five. Uh, we're just right around the corner from this guy who wants to eradicate pet cats from New Zealand. Uh, let's go to the phones first. We have Lori on the phones. Hi, Lori. Hello. Hi. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from um, West Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, listening on W E E U. Thank yes, you so much. Right, right. Well, what's going on with your animals? Okay. Well, I have. We we took in a cat. We have three cats. We had two, three cats. One died of diabetes in April, so we took in another cat that was stray in our neighborhood, Big Boy, a male. And one of our females, who's 10 years old, does not get along with Big Boy. And they usually would just growl at each other, you know, and that that's it. And he's not a biter. He's very affectionate. He's, he's a love, really. But she does not like him. They don't like each other. Now, we haven't had any major problems because at night... We have a huge cage for Big Boy that he used to sleep in. Now we let him loose at night, and the problem that we're having is that the Snickers, the cat, is beginning to sometimes drop poo, which is solid on the carpet, and she has urinated twice now, you know, in the living room and in the bedroom. And the problem, what we're trying to figure out is how can we stop that. I used the Fenway diffuser when we brought him in about nine months ago, and we used the remedy solution, you know, that you can get. So we don't know what to do to prevent that because... We want to keep our carpet nice, and we're getting our carpet clean. What what can we do to keep Snickers from being afraid of Big Boy? And yet they will eat together, and when my husband sits on the couch, Big Boy will sit on the floor, and the one cat will be on the couch next to him, and Snickers will be at his shoulder on the armrest of the couch. So what do mm-hmm. you do to make her less afraid of him? And we well, do have him in a cage. Now, lately, we have had him out of the cage at night, and sometimes you hear a little growling. And then when she gets scared, she will throw up, or just recently she started doing that, though. Okay. Female cat. 
A lot depends on um, how we manage these situations by by what is physically happening happening with the kitties at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, if we're uh, a, a lot of times, if it's limited to growling, posturing, um, hissing, um, you know, we've got a little bit more wiggle room because we may not have a physical altercation going on. Right. If we've actually right. got fighting, biting, no, um, we're no fighting. No, no, no. There's so, no biting. It's just the growling. And now, though, it's the the physical that she lets her territory be known by, you know, pooping on the carpet or twice urinating now. And that's what bothers us because of the, you know, the smell. And, and he does, yeah. he's been fixed and neutered. They've all been neutered. They're all fixed. They all have chips. But, you okay. know, the, the other thing is we've changed litter boxes because we feel, but he makes the litter box his own. And there's, you know, he goes in all of them. And I think sometimes she's afraid if if we have him out of the cage at night that he's afraid to go she's afraid to go downstairs for fear that she's going to be bullied by him. He doesn't hurt him, but they just don't like each other. So I don't know how to prevent yeah. this because we can't deal with this the poop and the the urine markings, you know, and that's just happened now. Right, and and before we make the conclusion that she's urinating and defecating because she's urine marking, that may not necessarily be the situation. It could mm-hmm. be an an aversion to those locations, and you kind of alluded to that. So there, it isn't always that she's saying, "Hey, you know, I this is my spot. I'm going to urinate right, and defecate right. here." She could just be afraid of actually physically crossing the house or going down the stairs or or going to where she might um, right, encounter right. him. So the trick can be is sometimes when we have a cat who's in a aggressor, um, they may be actually kind of starting the offensive and they may be starting the growl or the posturing or making the eye contact to the other cat and intimidating them in that way. So, um, but in some cases, it's actually the other cat, the one that is actually appearing to be fearful that can actually trigger the the attack. So she does that. She will growl at him. I mean, he can just be like uh, two feet away from him and she will growl at him and then she'll be under the table and she will growl, and she will show her aggressiveness. And it exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I equate this, you know, where the, your your female cat, the way she's behaving, it's almost like my little sister when we were kids, and she'd stick mm-hmm. her tongue out at me across the room. It's nonverbal communication. You know, she's not threatening me in any way, but mm-hmm. she's antagonizing me. And so an aggressor cat, when they're faced with some kind of physical, um, what looks like a fearful response, they may actually be triggered to respond aggressively just because they see that, and they think, this is what I'm supposed to do because I know she's going to freak out next. Right. So in some kitties, and, and this gets a little complicated, some of the simple things we can try, definitely the feel away okay. I like that idea. Um, it's very important to also increase the amount of the kitty resources in the house. And a resource to a cat is food, water bowls, litter pans, right. um, nest, nesting or perching sites. Right. And, and this may be a situation where if we're not going to do physical separation, then we may need to look into some drug therapy here. Um, these are very complicated issues. And, and anyone who's had a, a cat with a kind of aggression problems like mm-hmm. this, they can attest that the fearful response, the aggressive response they have, is it's so intense that um, the effect can last for quite some time. So if a cat has an inner cat altercation and they're aggressive, they may be agitated for days. So physically separating them is very important if we have any hostility going on. And that may be just for a few hours, but it can even be up to four or five days in some cats because they are just mentally agitated. And then the sight of the other cat just reawakens all those sensations that they're having. So that is a very important thing. So not that putting them in a cage is necessarily the same 
same thing because that's like my sister across the table just you know 20 feet away where she could still stick her tongue out at me and and make me mad so you need to make sure that they're actually physically separated where they can't see um people see themselves um directly but they don't Um, hurt each other and he doesn't bite he's not a biting cat but you know she aggravates because you can hear her growling the the one thing that i would definitely um the direction i would go with things as far as with behaviorally there's a lot of environmental things we can definitely do but the direction i would certainly look at Mm -hmm. is making sure that she has a full health assessment um have her checked out because she might be the first kitty that I would talk about, you know, using some drug therapy. So for a cat that's really fearful, we might use medications that help to decrease their anxiety, um, things like alprazolam or, or Valium. And that might help take her fears down, so help to not have these episodes. That's one way to go. Sometimes we'll, we'll medicate the, the aggressor kitty if, if that seems more appropriate. So it, it definitely is going to take some work with yeah. your veterinarian. I, I don't think you're going to be able to fix this completely on your own. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And I would, you're doing some things that are really very good. And one is that using food as a positive reward. Mm-hmm. And that is um, just a natural thing. You know, cats love food. Right. So you should really spare that for when you want to put the kitties together, when they're in a calm, non agitated state and that's when the food comes out and you can even make it a special treat you know that's when the canned food comes out um, or a special treat that they really like and as long as they're behaving calmly quietly there's no posturing there's no hissing then that food makes that a good experience and then you say okay that's enough let's separate you guys we were going to end on a good note and um, you know that's a good therapy session so that's the kind of thing you can work with at home you got a lot of work here I I, I definitely I I feel for you Lori Um, so let me know how some of those initial things go and, and definitely get her checked out make sure she's okay and then um, you know, we'll see if we need to go to the next step with medicine thank, thank you for your call Lori we appreciate it hang tight for one second right there I'd like to go ahead and give you a frolicad bundle hold on there for one second uh, we have dog father Joey Volani here he's telling you how to groom your animals giving you all the tips and today he's going to be talking about anesthesia free dentistry and when I bring this up Dr. Debbie gets <laughs> I get mad I, I really rant on this topic and, and I think I have talked about it before so I'm glad that Joey is on my side with us and you know the, the first thing that that I would medically point out is that the tooth structure of dogs and cats 40% of it is above the gum line and 60% is below the gum line so anytime we do things that are cosmetic to just clean the tartar off the teeth without really getting to the Nitty gritty, oh. then we're really not doing the pet any service, and, and thinking you are by you know keeping him awake and picking at the teeth. It, it really doesn't do anything. You've just actually given yourself a false sense of security on that. I've even had a dog almost paralyzed because it was struggling during the cleaning. Believe it or not. So, wow. oh, I remember awesome. that one time that I was uh, chipping away at Boog's plaque with my finger. You, you got very <laughs> upset at me for that. Yes, yes. You don't want to just start picking at that tooth, and you know, they're good clean. Cleanings are, are, are uh, good to come by by your veterinary office, and then you follow up with brushing at home. That's the way we manage home care. Oh, very good. Okay, well, Joey will be talking about this in just a few minutes. Alan Cable, our dog trainer extraordinaire, is here. And if you have any questions, uh, vexing dog issues, he can help you fix those problems. I said enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man. Eddie Money, make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. My dog's talking to his buddy on Skype. Yeah, that poodle next door really is a snob.
Hey, wait a minute. I do not smell like a human. <laughs> Stop telling your friends I have fleas. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Wouldn't it be great if you could talk to your dogs and they could talk back? A lot of people think their dogs do understand their conversation. Dogs can understand some words. There's no doubt about that. But when you have a conversation with them, they have no idea what you're talking about. We talked about how clicker training speeds up everything. There's more than one way to communicate with your dog. Hand signals with the word. If you have a dog and he knows a command, let's say sit, walk up to him right now. Think up a hand signal that you'd like to use for sit. Maybe it's a closed fist. Maybe it's a chopping motion. Whatever you choose. Every time you tell your dog to sit, use that exact hand signal. You'll notice your dog's focused even more than before on what you're doing. Dogs are always watching us and what they're looking for is signs of leadership. Hand signals are a great way to accomplish that and to communicate with your dog. They'll also speed up the process of you teaching your dog new things. When you tell your dog he's being good, have a hand signal to go along with it. Have a hand signal for the word treat. If you take time out and watch your dog, you're going to notice your dog spends a lot of time watching you, much more than you do watching him. Eventually, you can communicate with your dog without talking at all, and you'll be amazed how fast he learns new things when you use a hand signal as well as a word for what he's already doing. Yes, we all know you were the first puppy in the litter to be housebroken. I can't repeat that. I've got hand signals for stop, down, stay, sit, get behind me, heal, watch me or pay attention, treat, and good dog. My dog hates that hand signal. It's the one I used to tell him we're watching The Bachelor. Oh, you're a good dog. No, Dr. Debbie's not going to give you a shot. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you're not going to believe this. If you're a cat lover, you may not even want to hear this. There's a guy by the name of Gareth Morgan. and He is on a mission against one of our favorite pets, the cat. He wants to ban cats from his native New Zealand. He's arguing that Fluffy and her feline friends are killing the country's native wildlife. His proposal, neuter all the country's cats, then convince people to give up on buying or breeding replacement pets. That would mean no more kittens for New Zealand. Well, to be sure, cats are a big threat to the native wildlife of New Zealand and some other countries in Australia, things like that. According to Morgan's campaign, Cats to Go, Cats have contributed to the extinction of nine New Zealand bird species. Well, like the parent of a bully saying their little kid would not behave like that, if you're a cat owner and you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, ah, that doesn't apply to my cat. Well, the fact is, your little friend is actually a friendly neighborhood serial killer, according to Morgan. While that might seem like overkill to Americans, the fact is domestic cats have caused fur to fly here in the States. The American Bird Conservancy has its own campaign to keep cats from preying on animals. Rather than focusing on eliminating them, the group is urging cat owners, keep your pet indoors. Regardless of what happens in Morgan's battle in New Zealand, one thing for sure, Americans are not going to give up their cats. A teenage horse lover says the movie Racing Stripes inspired her to bring a zebra to her house in Roanoke, Virginia. Shay Inman told the Roanoke Times she bought one of Africa's black and white members of the horse family three years ago. She named him Joey, and Inman's mom says her daughter has always been able to bond with horses that others couldn't. And you know that movie, Racing Stripes, it told the story of a former circus zebra's transformation into a racehorse in Kentucky. Well, that's the thing that gave her this idea for a challenge. So she did her research, make sure it was legal to have a zebra in Virginia, checked her funds, and then begged her parents, like every good kid does, and 
said, please, let me give it a go. They agreed, and she got to take up the challenge. Well, she's been training him. She says it's harder to train than any other horse she's ever worked with. And she said some days it feels like he's been ridden for 30 years, and other days it seems like he's never, ever even seen a human before. Turns out there's a lot more inside a popular dog treat than most pet owners probably imagine. They're called pizzle sticks or bully sticks. You've probably seen them. A new study out says uh, they're loaded with calories and bacteria. The treat's made from uncooked, dried bull penis. You know, they make a lot of things out of bull penis, the, the testicles they make beer out of. Researchers say they contain things like E. coli and MRSA. Add to that, they've got enough calories to make up as much as 30% of your dog's recommended intake for the day. The study published in the Canadian Veterinary Journal concludes pet owners should consider such treats raw meat and always wash your hands after you handle them. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? <laughs> I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at scoopfree.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming chicken and beef and yummy licking salmon and chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewies.com That's Chewies C-H-E-W-Y-S dot com Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Joey Volani, the dog father, with your grooming questions. Alan Cable, our dog trainer extraordinaire and animal communicator. Joy Turner, 
all toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Boy, can't go far picking up a newspaper and finding out that there's a lot of controversy going on with birds and cats this week. And not only in just a local paper, uh, USA Today, uh, NBC Nightly News, Brian Williams reported just this last week that 3.6 billion birds per year are killed by cats, outdoor cats. And about two weeks ago... I picked up an article in the, uh, where is this? That's what paper? This was in the Tribune, Our a local, local paper. paper. Okay. Uh, there's a gentleman, Dr. Gareth Morgan. It's a pretty simple dream. He wants a New Zealand free of cats that threaten the native birds. And we welcome him to the show. Doctor, how are you doing today? Um, I'm fine, thanks. Nice to be here. Now tell us, New Zealand is one of the most populated cat countries in the world. It has like one of the most, the, the highest amount of cats in the world. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's the highest. 48% of our households have one or more cats. Wow, that's pretty high. And many of them are outdoor cats. And I guess there's a bird problem. Tell us. Give me the back story here. Well, New Zealand's native fauna is um, predominantly um, walking birds. We do have um, flying birds, and we have lots of you know lizards, geckos, um, skinks, that sort of thing. New Zealand originally had no predators, whatever. And now we have a lot of predators that have been introduced by the settlers, you know, 100 years ago, 150 now, and those predator numbers have just increased and increased. So stoats, ferrets, um, cats, as we talked about, um, and, and so on. So, you know, in New Zealand, the environment's a big issue here and, you know, increasingly being valued, particularly when you look around overseas, and I've just come back from China, where the environment there is just terrible. They basically ruin their environment, you know, the air, um, you can hardly breathe, the um, forest is all decimated, um, as for native animals, well, that, they've all been eaten, and so on. So the contrast between New Zealand's what I call natural capital and and the natural capital in these heavily populated areas around the rest of the world is getting bigger and bigger. So my argument is, hey, we've got a, a, an amazing asset here. We need to enhance it, um, not to be going the same way as, say, China has. Sure. So you want to eradicate all of the cats. Now, does that mean euthanizing cats that are alive now? Okay, so the, the, I, I guess um, you, you can sum it up in a couple of slogans. Every cat a wanted cat would be one, or... Um, a confined cat is a pet, otherwise they're a pest. So what I'm targeting here is cats that are allowed to wander and hunt um, because they're our problem, really. And those cats are both feral cats that, you know, are just out in the wild these days, um, stray cats that hang around rubbish tins, that sort of thing, but also domestic cats to the extent that they wander off their property and hunt on yours or my property. I'm trying to stop all those activities. Mm. So the cats that aren't owned, um, the argument here is they should be um, cage-trapped and humanely euthanized uh, by the local pound. They do this with dogs, so I'm just asking for the same with cats because cats are causing so much damage. Mm. And with respect to um, owned cats, domestic cats, and I, you know, my family has a cat, so let's just get this right, that if they get caught wandering then because they're chipped, microchipped, um, they are returned to the owner, and if the local authority wants to find the owner for the cost of recovery, well, that's up to the local authority. So that's really the bottom line. Mm. All cats should be contained. Mm. The ecosystem is so delicate everywhere, but if you get rid of all the cats, doesn't that lead to perhaps a rodent 
problem in and, the food and, and plague and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, I'm, now let's just go back. I'm not, I'm not saying get rid of all the cats. I'm saying get rid of the wandering cats. So when pe- what people, you know, it's the good old self-interest comes to the fore very quickly. What people are thinking of are the rats and the mice getting into their uh, and around their home. Well, their domestic cat can look after those. That's not an issue. Um, in terms of the rodents um, out in the public areas, we have already in place lots of techniques to get rid of those. You know, we have poisoning. We have, you know, there's a, there's an invention called the mousetrap that some people might have heard of. Um, so there's actually, you know, a lot of ways to do that. Um, so we're not reliant on cats to be doing the um, governing of those species. We just got an email here, and I'll, I'll paraphrase on this. Uh, humans have destroyed more and have done more damage to ecosystems uh, than uh, cats, than cats alone. Do we get rid of the humans? And that just came in from yes, Lisa. Um, yes, I, I hear this a lot, and and this is an argument. You know, trying to distract from the point, trying to move us away from sure. the point we're talking about. I mean, I've written books on climate change. I've written books on getting, you know, on the decimation of the wild fisheries around the world. So this issue about cats is not to the exclusion of any other efforts to enhance our environment and to curb the damage by human beings. But this this particular issue is due to human beings. New Zealand does not have any cats naturally. They've all been introduced. And when you say to me, we're interfering with nature, there is nothing natural about breeding cats in great numbers in domestic environments and then letting them loose into the wild. That is actually a human endeavour. So whoever wrote that, um, what I'm talking about is in complete harmony with their views. Well, my question is, how accurate are these statistics? I mean, how can you prove that these birds were actually killed by cats? There's many other ways that birds die. That's a good how, question. Why are they blaming them on the cats? Well, they're not blaming every bird death on a cat. Um, the bird deaths generally are due to one one of the predators. But in terms of um, the cat contribution to the to this is, um, with feral cats it's really easy because when you catch them, you do autopsies on them and you see their contents um, in, in, inside. Um, the, the statistics in terms of the domestic cats, which basically go like this, that they bring home 20% of what they kill, a domestic cat, it leaves 50% out there to rot because cats don't kill to eat, they kill for the pleasure. And there's a lot of work being done on that. And the other 20%, I get that right, 20, 67, the other 30%, they eat on the spot. So that, that's the division. And that, that piece of work has been repeated over and over again in a number of countries, um, including America. So we, we know what domestic cats do. We know they wander in a 5K radius when they're out there, so that's a 50 hectare um, area that they cover. So these animals are are natural-born killers, just like a lion or a tiger is, just on a different scale, obviously. So I go back to my point. A contained cat is a pet, otherwise they're a pest. I guess you're coming up against some controversy uh, at, at your home, I get, yeah. Well, I would imagine. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I, I know that it, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Dr. Gareth Morgan, a New Zealand resident who wants to eradicate New Zealand of cats. Right here on Animal Radio. Stick around. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
Radio, you lucky dog. Welcome back. On the phone with us, Dr. Gareth Morgan, a New Zealand doctor. And as you've heard, he wants to eradicate the continent from cats. And I know there's some pissed off cats in the studio. I guess you're coming up against some controversy at your home. I get, yeah. Well, I would imagine. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I, I know that at your website, there's uh, you're doing a poll, and 72% of the respondents are voting no. Yeah. To, to you. yeah. So well, what kind of uh, adversity are you having right now? Well, um, it ranges from the rational to the nutcases, you know, but that's, that's a cross-section of any population. You know, if you take any issue and take a slice through your population, you get those that agree with you. Um, you'll get those who disagree with you but are rational in the discussion and are having a lot of you know, interchange with them, a bit like we're having here, you know, it's, it, it's fine. And then you get the nutcases. Um, every sector has its nutcases. And I, uh, the way I've described this a bit is, is that it's a bit like taking on the gun lobby in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking that there's, there's a happy medium, and that really is to keep your cats inside uh, I don't know that we need to get rid of the cats, but just keeping them inside, as they should be anyway, they're much safer and they'll live a longer life if they're inside. Do you not agree? I agree with that absolutely 100%. However, I wouldn't be as strict as that. I would say that you could keep your cats within your section by using netting and that to stop them going, you know, escaping from your section. So, but in principle, what you're talking about, and there's research done on that too, that a cat that's actually a kitten that's born and kept inside its whole life actually hates going outside. Now, I just yeah. had a debate in the UK on radio with the UK's um, greatest cat lover, most well-known cat lover. That was a lot of fun. And he said, he said in that debate that I would feel really bad about confining a cat indoors. It doesn't seem natural. And my response to that was, but that's your perspective. You know, that's not necessarily the cat's perspective. And we know that cats that are bred and, you know, grow up indoors hate going outside. Well, I, I, I can argue that one. I have one that's been inside all his life. And the minute that door's open, he's the first to try to sneak out. And he gets out between your legs faster than anything. <laughs> okay. I, I grab and bring him. You know, we have okay. these great things called catteries. It's an outdoor enclosure that's totally enclosed where the cat's able to sit outside, smell the fresh air, get the sun, watch butterflies and stuff all safely confined in their own little environment. You know, the sad part of all this is, awesome. is is we have created this, meaning mm-hmm. the you know, the human race. I mean this this is another situation that we have created um, with the overpopulation of pets and then letting them go when, when, when we don't want them. It's just it's 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 a sad situation. Okay. Is there a website where we can learn more? What is your website? The website is cats to go. Cats One to word. Go. Cats go. Okay, and we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Gareth Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. We'd love to hear what you think at one 405 Such complicated issues, though. But, you know, he's got you know, valid points, but... You know, he's it's a little Judy, too right. much over the top. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He does he have has valid a, points. Well, you know, go ahead, he go does ahead. have valid points. But you know, every time man tries to solve a problem, you know, we they always talk about climate change, and I always wonder, well, what what caused climate change before we got here? The climate has constantly changed over the thousands and thousands of years that this millions billions of years this planet's been here the climate has constantly changed so by trying to change it uh for the better we might be doing harm you just don't know that's the problem they don't Every know time, the consequences of their you actions you don't know the consequences these these people don't think out the consequences of what they're doing 
Animal Radio. And if you missed any part of that last interview, you can catch it at AnimalRadio.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs and Cats. Made with raw, USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Visit them at StellaAndChewies.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Volani. Joey, I, I see your new line of products are out. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, they, they've, we've, we just launched it. It's, it's, um, it's good. It's really good. It's an odor remover for the dog, for the cat, for the carpet, for the furniture, for everything. If it stinks, it'll remove it. Oh, that's very cool. I see the picture of you on the front of the bottle is, uh, yeah, no, and that stinks, but it didn't remove that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, and um, Judy, what's funny is I, as I shared this with Hal, uh-huh. about a couple weeks ago, I put up on Facebook, I asked the grooming world, I said, what do you want me to talk about on Animal Radio? And I always like to stir up a little crap, to yeah. be honest with you. I saw so that on Facebook. It, yeah, I did yeah, too. It started, it's, it started um, going around, you know, it was a lot of stupid things, a lot of professional stuff, groomers ragging about the clients and that sort of thing. And then they started fighting about things, but... One of the bigger things that came up, and, and I decided, you know what, this is what I'm going to talk about, was dentistry. A yeah. lot of groomers now are offering dentistry, okay, which is, I, actually, I should say um, um, anesthesia-free dentistry. And okay. there's two ways that they're offering it. One is an enzymatic um, cleaner, which is um, like some of the sponsors we've had in the past where it's, you know, gels and sprays and additives that you'll put in their food and water. And over time, it'll remove the plaque. And what groomers are doing is they're starting it in their salons and then they're actually... Um, you know, giving the portion, which is basically, you basically bought it as part of the grooming. And then you have to go home and you have to treat your pets and it removes the plaque and the tartar. Sure. And if you do it correctly and you stay on top of it, it's, um, they work really, really well and they're, and they're pretty safe to use, but you're not going to get the professional dentistry look that you will if you go to your veterinarian. But it's good when you have dogs that, that, um, basically, um, you know, can't be put out or they, um, the people just don't have the money to do it. But then you also have groomers that are offering anesthesia-free dentistry. They're scaling the teeth. And the problem with this is it's it's very unfortunate that the grooming industry isn't licensed because if it were, you'd eliminate a lot of these problems. When you go in and you scale a dog that has tremendous tartar and you scale their teeth, a few things happen. Number one, dogs don't like it. That's number one. <laughs> so they're not going to let you do it very easily. So the whole process is a negative process um, on the pet itself. It, it you know just leaves it in a scar in their mind. That any time they see someone go at their teeth, that this is going to happen again because they have to be forced and held down, and then their teeth are scraped, and it's not it's not very pleasant for the dog. The other thing is you don't know how these tools would disinfect and clean. A veterinarian is going to put those tools in autoclave. They're going to be sealed. They're going to be opened up before the um, procedure happens. The dog is going to be sedated. It's going to be very. I'm not going to say very easy because I don't know the process, but it's definitely a lot easier than a dog that's awake. You could do it to a stuffed animal. I mean, how do you think Hal got most of his dates in when he was younger? You know, he yep. had to sedate the woman. Yep. And, you know, it was very Still easy, does. right, Hal? <laughs> but anyway, what this does, though, when they do the process of it, now you scrape all that tartar off the teeth. And what it does to the tooth itself is it opens up the tooth enamel. So it's like having open pores. So even though the teeth probably look good, 
what happens is now everything that they eat and drink gets sucked right in like a sponge. So in in time, and a short amount of time, all of a sudden you have this buildup that came back rapidly and a lot worse than it was before because it got sucked right into the tooth. So it made it worse. The other thing is, and I don't know about every state because I haven't looked into it, but every state that I know of, it's against the law for your groomer to do this. So your groomer should not be scaling your dog's teeth for profit. If they do it on their own pet at home, you know what, that's fine. But teeth need to be scaled and then polished. Like you would if you go to your dentist, they polish your teeth afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do that um, when you scaling a, a dog that's that's awake and you probably don't have the equipment to do it anyway so again you have an open sponge that sucks everything in so if you're looking at having your groomer do your dog's teeth okay or treating it go for the enzymatic process it's going to take a little bit longer it might not remove everything but you know what it's going to be a hell of a lot better and then as you as you do it it gets softer you can almost chip it away with your fingernail or even your toothbrush you can go in there if if your dog lets you um go in there and do it and also they they make them for cats as well but i wouldn't recommend putting my fingers in my cat's mouth Mm. in both in most cases Mm. another problem is when the when they do it is it releases all that bacteria and that goes in your dog's system you know some dogs need to be on a medicine, antibiotics, or stuff after a teeth cleaning. You yeah. can't just release that into their body. Well, that's what the scraping. There's no with the enzyme. Yeah. No, that's you're what scraping, the scraping. Exactly. Yeah. With, with the scraping. And, and, and you're right. You're 100% right. See, a lot of people, and I know this is supposed to be a grooming tip, but this is a tip that I, I'm, this is more of a caution for your groomers not to be doing this. So if your groomer, if your groomer wants to scale your dog's teeth, you know what? Just say, no, thank you. Um, uh, you know, I'll have my veterinarian do it um, or you're going in another direction but I would stay away from it completely and you're going to say because people are going to have it done they're going to say well Joey Villani was wrong my teeth my dog's <laughs> teeth look great wait for a month later yeah. and then tell me and then you're going to say wow he was right you know what's a good idea is to get their teeth done at the veterinarian and then <laughs> then follow it up with the enzymes every month after that because the enzymes won't get rid of all that plaque that's been there you're right Al and, and you know what and that works great it does because um, matter of fact I had my dog's teeth done not too long ago and that's what we do we follow up with the enzymatic cleaner their teeth look great their breath smells good and you know what the more people because a lot of people don't know about the enzymatic cleaners yet and it's real easy especially the sprays you get two sprays in their mouth and that's it that's what i do though every morning a little spritz of the old pet's life in my mouth you do that you do that to yourself huh yeah Yeah. look at his teeth there you go They look pretty good. Well, that's all we have time for today. I encourage you to check out the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. You can ask us your questions all week long or listen to the show or browse our resources or visit us over at AnimalRadio.com or on our Facebook page at Animal Radio or even tweet us at Animal Radio. We'll give you all the updates of recalls, whatever breaking news comes our way. Check out Joey Volani's brand new line of odor products with his ugly mug right on the front of the bottle there. And of course, Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. Have yourself a great, safe holiday weekend. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you guys. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.